Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie with Kristen Ragason. Her book is called The End of Scarcity. Where do people get your book, Kristen? Oh, everywhere. Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Apple Books. Even small retailers can order it. So it's, it's pretty much as easy to get as just clicking either on my website or any of their favorite retailers. We keep hearing talk about a cashless society. Is that realistic? Yeah, you know, there's been a big movement for a long time, and there's a lot of momentum right now, and I think that people have to really start looking at it. Um, hopefully, it's something that we're going to reject across the board, And um, but, you know, COVID also was a driver in that, and um, we have a lot of pilots being run. And uh, even today, I think just today, the ECB, the European Central Bank, announced in, in the Eurozone, no one can pay more than 10,000 euros in cash. And you have Nigeria right now, where they only can get $45 out of the ATM because Nigeria is trying to push going completely digital with oh, their own geez. central bank digital currency. That is something else. I know in this country, in terms of deposits and withdrawals, are restricted as well before anything gets reported, and it could be your own money. That's right. That's right. It really is. You know, we have such an unconscious relationship with money, and yet money is the most important factor in society. And, you know, often people say it's the greed in humanity and everything else, and it's not fixable. I really don't believe it. I think that we're wired for altruism. You know, there's so many scientific studies that show us this. And um, even our immune systems go up when we witness an act of kindness that we're not even partaking in. And so when we get a chance to actually design money correctly, which has been done over and over in history, 
uh, we actually can turn the tables. And um, this is going to be something that's really important, especially as the central bank digital currencies come more to the forefront and, um, and our ability to really access the money that we've created by contributing to each other begins to be limited. Is there a difference between money and wealth? Oh, there really is. You know, wealth is something that I think, again, we've been indoctrinated to think that we're separate from. And yet wealth is absolutely an inseparable part of every single human. Every baby that's born, that community now is has gone up in wealth. There's some unique, beautiful passion and divine talents running through them. And so often when I say to people that money and wealth are totally separate, I sort of get that stare, you know, that empty look, and people will say, well, then what on earth is wealth? Well, of course, it's everything that we buy with money, but moreover, our imagination, our passion, all the resources. And money was meant to be this beautiful, wonderful, supportive technology that would say, what do you want to contribute? What do you want to express in this world? And how can I serve you? And this is why we came together as a society to actually create money to help us. Now, we're not alone in this planet. It's worldwide, this issue, isn't it? It really is. It really is. And, you know, um, sad to say, I, I think that in 100 years or maybe 150 years, the real wisdom about money has slowly been lost, whether it's been through textbooks or it's been just through the culture. And um, even the game of Monopoly, you know, which became very popular during the Great Depression, oh, you know, probably somewhere in the early 30s. And it was, it was actually originally the landlord's game. There were two ways to play it. You would either play it as Monopoly or play it as Prosperity. And it's just kind of amazing, as it became mainstream, somehow Prosperity <laughs> got lost in the winds. And so we've been enculturated to believe it's a very Hobbesian, dog-eat-dog, you know, man-of-the-jungle society, when in fact, um, when we start coming to terms with, wow, money is, is, is something like the telephone or the computer or a plane or a car, is it designed in the way that supports society? Um, all of a sudden, a whole new world opens up for us. When I was a kid, I would buy as much property in the Monopoly games as I could find, hoping that people would land on it and have to pay me my mortgage rent and everything else. As I got older, I don't play that in real life. Why not? Yeah. You know, I was super aggressive when I played it, too. My poor sister would humor me until she just couldn't take it anymore. I know? bought everything. Everything I landed on, I tried to buy. Absolutely. You know, we're rewarded this way. And even you can apply it to some, to, you know, all of our sort of made heroes like Elon Musk or even, you know, even, uh, you know, all the different investors like Jimmy Rogers and so on. We emulate in our society the super rich and it's held out there to say, this can be you, this can happen. And the problem is, is that unless the technology of money is designed correctly, it's really that social mobility and that, that tremendous success of the American dream maintains itself as the ephemeral carrot, and people become more frustrated. And then we see what we have in society today, which are all these wonderful people, more and more divided, more, you know, just feeling hopeless in different ways, fractured politically, economically, now socially. And we're spinning our tails and yet the real simple root of the problem is just waiting for us to discover.
And when we find this, we will actually really be able to reunify this world because, sadly, we're not even going to be able to get hold of the politics again and end the corruption until we change the money. Kristen, where does greed come in to this? You know, greed, you know, greed is definitely in the human domain, right? I mean, it's, it's, it's really when the survivor gets triggered, um, whether it's from all the world wars and everything that our ancestors have been through. This whole sense of scarcity is in the body, but at the same point in time, scarcity is truly an illusion because we're living in an abundant, uh, an abundant planet, whether we agree the way the resources are distributed or not. But it's an abundant form that we're in, and yet the way we're organized, and the linchpin again is because when you create borrower's debt as money, and I'll tell you, here's the big secret about it, it's, it's when, when the debt is repaid, when people do the right thing in society and repay their debt, not only is their debt gone, but the money that the debt created is also extinguished. So every time somebody pays a debt, there's less money in society. If the United States government would pay off the, the federal debt, we would have a depression of unforeseen proportion. And hmm. this creates that underlying hamster wheel and the panic um, that is, feeds all of this greed. It comes from lack, but it's an illusion. If you were running the Federal Reserve, would you be doing what Powell is doing now, raising interest rates? Well, I'll tell you, on one level, he really has no choice. Um, because as much as we believe that the, that the Fed actually can control the quantity of money, they can't. And so they really don't have the tools to actually stop inflation. And um, so, you know, most people think he started late, then went too hard. And his comments today also were, you know, pretty strong, just as Howard Bloom was talking about with you earlier. And um, so on one level, they have no choice to say, gosh, the house is on fire how do we put the fire out? Oh, we're going to burn the house down. Then we're going to say, look, we put the fire out. And um, so they're stuck in the system like everybody else, because when you create money out of borrower's debt, you have to now turn off the spigot where people can't borrow anymore. They can't, they can't have a free, open, luxurious feeling of that they can actually access money. And that's the problem of what happens when we get in these tightening phases. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. 
Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. If you were in your 20s right now, how would you be adjusting your future financially? You know, mid twenties. Um, in my twenties, you know, I would really, I would say, you know, for the whole generations, that the 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 biggest way that they can that they can impact the future, because really the twenties, they are the generation who has the opportunity to almost answer their great grandparents' prayers. The the most important thing um, that I would be doing if I had the if I had the opportunity would be having this money history, which is the most interesting. It's it's the most fascinating history, and it's been worked out of the worked out of the textbooks. Once the new generations get a hold of this history again, they have the power back in their hands to recreate the world and to create the world on a basis of contributing and a basis of igniting their passions again that really weren't available to us quite when we were children. And, um, and then they'll also be able to appreciate all that their grandparents did. Because the problem is I really think for a lot of these 20-somethings, they've been campaigned that their grandparents created the debt that they're inheriting, that they ruined their world, when in fact this was the greatest generation who worked and built this country and left such a legacy of character that they need. And it will bring the opportunity of these two worlds to come together and, um, and really give them a chance to create the world, but in a sustainable way, um, without booms and busts, and without this kind of rampant greed that destroys everything that we see. 30s to 40s, what would you do? 30s to 40s, you know, still, I, I might sound like a broken record, but I tell you, without the money history, without this core competency, ending this unconscious relationship with money as, as technology, that's first. Everybody needs it. And, um, and then, you know, it's also really fa- falling in love with what you do for work. I think that, um, you know, we've, we've still been enculturated to this sort of an exploitation type of society. We've got to get as much as we can, as fast as we can from whoever we can. And it we just steals our soul because we really are meant to, you know, to give of our gifts. And when we are able to have a job or do work where we're really giving of our passions and growing, we have a chance to get to know who we are. And so I would say definitely in 30s and 40s, reevaluating, you know, the whole trajectory of their lives. What do they want? Do, are they, are, do they love what they're doing? And to really put effort into finding a job in which they can contribute that ignites their whole soul. 50s to 60s. 50s to 60s, you know, it starts to also get to make sure that risk is, is somewhat reduced. Um, you know, savings are definitely important uh, along these lines. And people, you know, you can even see from the push for the IRS to say we need to look at every transaction over $600. 
um, that the gig economy has sort of replaced the concept of retirement, and that's a very sad, defeatist type of thing. I don't believe it. Um, I think definitely 50s and 60s, putting effort into making sure that you're living in a thriving community, getting to know your neighbors, getting to know your farmers, supporting all of your local businesses, and creating real wealth that way and safety nets. And, um, and this is something that's going to be the most important that we've lost. You know, I spent a lot of time in India, and um, they would always be trying to raise money for poor villages and all these mm-hmm. kinds of things. And I would walk around and actually look at them and say, you know what, these people aren't poor at all. In fact, they're quite wealthy. They have family and religion and tradition and skills and talents. You know, they just don't have money. So what if we facilitated a way for them to issue their own currency, their own money, backed by the production, which is, of course, (laughs) what's been done day in and day out. You know, Ireland, I think even in 1970, their whole banking system went on strike, and they used private enterprise money for a half a year. It worked, too, didn't it? Isn't it amazing? You know, and um, so the simple that's the solution that's waiting for us is so simple, you know, and it's been used so many times in the past. It's just that the positive side of blockchain, you know, we hear so much of the negative part of blockchain with all of these, you know. um, And there's a lot and there's a lot. (laughs) There's a lot. Definitely. You know, 99 percent of what you see in the crypto world is pure speculation and um, and a lot of hype. Right. But, but the blockchain system itself is, is like the Internet. So I often say to people, if you don't know what the difference is between crypto and blockchain, it's like saying there's Amazon, it operates on the Internet, and there's cryptocurrencies or Bitcoin, and it operates on the blockchain. And the blockchain is an amazing technology that when we use it prudently, it will change the world like the Internet did. If you're in your 70s, do you have a different change than 50s to 60s? Yeah, you really do. You know, if you're in your 70s, um, again, I think it still is community. It's, it's having an opportunity to really um, impart your wisdom, to really make sure that your wisdom is being imparted to your family. And, um, and also still, I think people need to make sure that they're putting themselves and their money in the, in the safest ways possible. This is really not a time to be um, engaging in, 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 without knowing speculation, um, making sure that people have appropriate financial, legitimate help. Um, but I think the most impactful thing is really nurturing their families, nurturing uh, friends and communities, and, um, and building those extra resources in tor- terms of safety nets of food and, um, and things that just make us make that whole survival mentality calm. And then we're able to come up with better ideas. You know, one fascinating thing that, you know, when we're really engaged in fear, which of course is so easy everywhere we turn today, the lower part of our brain, that reptilian brain is the only part that can really activate. And when we start, you know, feeling connected by all the amazing abundance that around us, the higher neocortex starts to get activated. And all of a sudden, the possibilities and the probabilities that are waiting for us become apparent. So it's amazing how quickly we can make the shift. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast 
is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.